Hi, ladies. Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany. And in this episode, I am going to be talking about um, red flags of dating, the do's and don'ts, the five uh, five different types of love languages, and just kind of my experience on what to look for um, on these dating apps and what I've experienced. So what I'm going to start off um, with talking about is kind of the six big red flags of dating. Um, and what I've noticed is what I've noticed and have experienced all these red flags is number one, they cancel. Sometimes they cancel last minute with no plans to reschedule. Number two, they're always just in air quotes here. So busy. Nobody is that busy where they can't take an hour or two hours out of their night or weekend to go meet with you. Um, They aggressively criticize someone, particularly an ex. Um, They lay on the compliments and romance too quick. They say things that don't add up. And sometimes they, they say things not over the phone, but in your conversation on the app or over text. And you go and you scroll back and you're like, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. And lastly, this is a bonus. Um, They're rude to the waiter, a bartender, or anyone in a service position. This truly, truly shows who a person is if they're rude to people in these certain positions. You don't want those people in your life. Um, Now, some of the positive signs I've noticed is they're consistent. um, And they actually listen to you. They actually listen. They don't just, you know how sometimes we listen, but we don't. Um, You know, when they're listening to you is when their sole focus is on you. And you can usually tell this when you meet, you know, your, their phones are away or they're face down. Their eyes are solely on you. They don't get it. They don't get distracted. Um, And then this is kind of a big one. Now, I don't know how often this happens, but this is kind of has to do with one of the five love languages, which is acts of service is they offer to pick you up from the airport because nobody likes to go to the airport. I know I don't. I don't like to drop off anybody or pick anybody up. But if you obviously if you're family or close friends, I'm going to do that. But for a potential significant other, if I've really bonded with you and I offer to pick you up from the airport, if you need a ride, I'm going to do it. Um, now, I know one of the biggest dating apps out there is Tinder. Um, I have that app and it's kind of a hit or miss. Um, but what I've noticed is with these with Tinder at least, well, with a lot of these apps, but Tinder mostly is, you know, you write your bio and in your bio, it should clearly state who you are, what you want or what you're looking for. Um, The last thing you want to do is message somebody and be like, well, what type of relationship are you looking for? It should say that in your profile. And for for a man, If it doesn't, because men are usually ones that don't write it. I'm not saying all men don't, but it's usually the male on the male um, side. Um, They're only looking for one thing. You know, sometimes men will state what they want. Sometimes it's a relationship. Sometimes it's just sex. You know, usually it's the latter. Um, But if they don't specify or they don't even have anything in their bio, one, 
they're a catfish too. They're not who they really say they are. Are they not? They're not them in the picture. Three, they're just looking for, you know, a, a hit and dip. Uh, um, <clears throat> sorry guys. Um, so I kind of want to go ahead and go back to don't ask someone, Hey, what type of relationship are you looking for? Like I said, go ahead and note that kind of relationship in your bio. Um, but avoid asking about specific character traits. Um, you know, more men are inclined to ask this question than women are. Um, and sometimes you don't know how to give like the right answer, you know, and sometimes people can sound perfect on paper, but that doesn't mean that you're going to mesh well in person. Um, keep the conversation moving. I have experienced this. I have tons of matches on my dating apps, especially in Tinder, where sometimes I don't feel like making the first move because I usually will send the first message, but sometimes I don't. And I had to go back and delete mess matches from four months ago because the guy didn't message me and I just didn't want to message. I just didn't feel like it. I don't have to. Women don't always have to be the one to start the conversation. And it's like, why match with me if you don't want to converse with me? Like, are you just window shopping? Are you just matching just to have matches in your, in your profile? Always keep the conversation moving. I've talked to many men where either they have started the conversation or I have, but you could just tell that the conversation fucking blows. One, you're either the one asking all the questions. Um, they're not asking anything or two, you ask some things and they reply with one word like, okay, great. I'm good. Cool. Done conversation is done. If you ask a question, they should reply and ask you a question. Then you should reply to that question and ask another question. That is a fucking conversation. Not, oh, hey, how are you? I'm good. Oh, okay. How was your day? Oh, it was good. No, that's a dull conversation. And that's a conversation that you need to move right past. Be consistent. Be consistent. Um, you know, you don't have to be on the app all the time. But if you're going to be on these dating apps and if you're going to match with somebody and start a conversation, try to at least go on the app once a day, whether that's for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Don't do none of that. You have a conversation for one day and then 30 days later, oh, hey, I'm not on this app very much. That's a fucking lie. That's a lie. Cut those people right out. Um the good amount of time to chat with somebody before you schedule a date is in between three to four days. And that's usually what I do. Um, I chat with somebody, whether usually it's over the app, maybe for the first day or two. And then I kind of, if they give me their number first, cool, I'll text them. Um, but if they don't and I give them my number and they text me, cool. Then we move the conversation to a text because that's kind of sometimes easier than going on the app because I know Tinder has been crashing a lot, at least for me. Um, after three to four days, if you don't schedule a date, move on. You don't want to emotionally invest your time into somebody that is not really interested in meeting up with you. Um, and I know, you know, we get busy and we all work, but we you know, and we all have busy schedules, but we always have our phone on us. We have smartphones. Our phones are always on us and we always look at it. Okay. 
if you're speaking to a guy and you send him a text in the morning and he doesn't get back to you till 11 or 12 at night, red flag, run. For a guy who only responds to you late at night or only messages you late at night, run. Move on. Um, when you're scheduling that particular date, stay in the app. When somebody asks for your phone number in an effort to convert that conversation to texting and then you schedule a date, there's always a high drop-off rate. So keep it in the app until you're scheduled. Um, I've also noticed that you can tell by these profiles I mean, you can tell by these profiles, even if they don't have anything written about them in their bio, you can kind of tell by the pictures that they post. If they're serious, if they're taking this dating app seriously, because a lot of people don't, because they're like, oh, it's Tinder. But I've known people who have successful relationships who met off of dating apps, especially Tinder. I know some people who have been in serious relationships for years. Some people, those marry, some people, um, some couples are now married and some couples are now married with kids. So success does happen through these apps. Um, what I've also noticed is, you know, you're talking to somebody on the app and then you move that conversation to text and all they want to talk about is, oh, send me pics, send me pics, send me pics, talk dirty to me, talk dirty to me, fucking run, run. They are now comfortable enough where they're going to send that in a text. No, because you know they're only looking for one thing. You should not be discussing that or sending nudes or discussing anything sexual right off the bat like that. It's okay to like flirt, like innocent flirting, but when it comes to um, the sexual aspect of it, that is that should not be anywhere near the conversation. Um, I've also noticed that um, you know sometimes when you do move that conversation to a text or a phone call, I always ask them for an updated selfie and then I return that updated selfie um, in return just so you know that they are who they actually say they are. And if they're not going to send you an updated selfie, if they just send you a selfie that they have on the app, run, run. Um, you know, sometimes for women, we're like, oh, let me do it later while, you know, while I have my makeup on. That's fine. But don't post the same picture and don't have a filtered picture. I know women, we like to filter our pictures. I do it all the time. And sometimes I'll do it sending a quick selfie, you know, because I'm not wearing makeup or just make myself look a little better. But try not to do that. Um, also, I always like to have a phone call or a FaceTime chat in between the texting and our scheduled date just so I can kind of get that vibe. Now, some people don't do that. Actually, a lot of people don't do that. Um, but offer that. And if they're like, yeah, I'm totally down. Let's do it now or let's schedule it. Do it. Because I feel like that is really when you're sincere and that is when you're taking that time and really getting to know that person and putting that effort in. And if they say, yeah, 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 yeah let's do it later. And then you guys never do it, you know, or they're always making excuses not to do it. Then run away, move on, run away. Um, now, ghosting. I don't like to do it. Sometimes I'll do it after I have made my point loud and clear to that particular person like, hey, this is not working for me and they don't get that hint. Yeah, I'm going to ghost them because it's like, 
Did you not read my text? I clearly stated this is not working. I need consistency. You're not giving it to me or, you know, I'm not really vibing this. You're doing something that's uncomfortable to me. Um, Block their number. Don't just ghost them. Tell them first. And if they're still sending you texts and still doing this and doing this and doing this, then yeah, you have every right to fucking ghost them because they're just going to be one of those possessive, obsessive people that's just going to keep texting you and texting you and texting you and be like, why, 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 why? You don't have to explain yourself. You tell them once and if they can't get that, then that's their fucking problem. Um, I've had to do that a few times actually where I had to, after I told them like, hey, you know, um, you're making, this conversation is making me uncomfortable. And if they don't have that respect of being like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay, let's move on from that topic or whatever. They keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? I just said I was uncomfortable, but they still want to keep talking about that particular topic or they're all of a sudden they start doing dirty talk to you. Like I remember talking to this guy and I am not one to just fucking like, that does not do shit for me. Okay. Dirty talk, dirty texts. Like that does not do anything for me. I'll honestly flirt with, with a person, but I'm not going to be like, Oh my God, I want to suck your dick. Like that does not do shit for me. And I don't know if it does for a lot of women. We don't want that unsolicited dick pic. I have gotten those and I'm like, ew, like you think we sit there and we're like, oh my God, look at that. Oh, it's so beautiful. We're like, ew, that's fucking gross. That's creepy. Move on. Red flag. Leave. This one guy though, we were chatting and we were like really getting along. But then when we did our phone call, he just was starting, he started like having like a dirty conversation with me. And I was like, uh, I'm not into this. Like, I don't want to do this and he's like well why show me how naughty you are and I was like okay this is not working I have got to go and I made up some excuse about my son I mean my son was home with me at the time I just made some excuse like I had to go deal with him because I was like dude I told you this is uncomfortable I'm not into this this is not do me shit like no thank you um and then I ended up ghosting him I usually when I ghost somebody I block their number because usually men are fucking creepy they'll keep sending you texts and texts and texts like they don't get that fucking hint after you tell them hey no more like you're creeping me out um I forgot to block his number and this was back in the summer then the other day he texted me and I was like who the fuck is this I thought maybe it was a potential client for my business because they just wrote like hey Tiffany how are you doing so I want to make sure you're safe through COVID. It sounded like, you know, a, a potential client or maybe a client that contacted me months ago and I didn't save their number or something. So I was like, innocently, like, who's this? I'm so sorry. I don't have your number saved on my phone. And then he told me his name and I was like, I don't fucking like, I was like, I don't know who you are. Like, where are you from? Are you like a potential client? Are you from a dating app? Cause I don't know. And he's like, yeah, I'm from Tinder. And I was like, oh, well, I don't see you in my mat. Like, I don't know who you are. And I was like, can you send me a picture of you? He's like, well, I've sent you tons of pictures. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. You're not showing up in my like matches list. like." And then he finally sent me a picture and I was like, oh my fucking God. And I was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm still not interested. Like you made me feel uncomfortable and nothing has changed. And then he kept sending me texts and texts and texts and texts throughout the day. And then finally when I had the time to block his number, I fucking blocked it. Because men just don't get it. Like I gave you a hint and I told you, I don't want like this conversation. Like you do or say something to me once that's a turnoff. Like that's it. 
Like I get turned off so easily. Now, obviously if I'm in a relationship with somebody, that's not the case. But when I first meet somebody and then they like burp and then blow it in your face, like done, out, fucking take me home. Like that's enough. Or they're rude to the waiter or, you know, they don't open like the door for me. Like that's chivalry. Like you should do that. And if you don't do that, no, thank you. You know, um, or if you're sitting there across from them at like the co- like at the table, you know, you're meeting for coffee or drinks and you're the one that's asking all the questions and you seem more interested and the guy's just kind of sitting there like answering and talking about himself all the time and being narcissistic, bolt, get the fuck out. I have done that many, many times. Um, now I kind of want to talk about the five different love languages Um, I read a book about this and this book actually like it's really amazing so I kind of want to talk about them and then I want you to think about after I tell you these um, five languages and kind of give you a description I want you to sit there and I want you to think about your top three Um, the love languages that mean the most to you or that you look for Um, Or even that you not just give, but that you want to receive. So the first one is um, words of affirmation. People with this love language need to hear their partner say like, I love you. Um, I support you. You know, I believe in you. Um, Even better is including the reasons behind the love through leaving them a voice message or a written note or talking to them directly with sincere words of kindness and affirmation. Um, Other examples are like, thank you, that was nice of you, and or I appreciate what you did. Um, Things like that. I mean, obviously, these things are just called pleasantries in general. You know, when you're out with somebody um, or you're out and you receive something, you say thank you, you know, then you reply back with you're welcome. It's like things like that. Those words of affirmation, it goes beyond the simple pleasantries, but it's little things like that. Like, baby, it's going to be okay. Like, I believe in you. You're doing great. You know, what's wrong? Like, things like that. Um, The second one is quality time. And this is about giving your partner your undivided attention. That means no TV, no chores, no cell phone. Just giving each other your undivided attention takes time. Um, Try to do this every day. Now, with my future, you know, spouse or partner, I want to start making it a rule of like at dinner time. Like we sit there not in front of a TV like most of us do and eat. I want us to sit at the at the dinner table with, you know, our kids or my kid or his kid and just talk about like just having quality time, like what you did about, you know, what you did during your day. How was work? Was there any issues like the schedule for the week? Just taking time solely on focusing with each other without technology. Um, The third is receiving gifts. This person who loves this language thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. In short, actions speak louder than words. The thing that works best is picking the right gift that shows you understand your partner and the effort you made to express love. 
Think about finding a gift that your partner has been asking for or would enjoy receiving and plan for a special way of giving it. Make it a surprise. The act of giving a gift tells your partner you cared enough to think about him or her in advance and go out of your way to get something to make your partner smile. Now, sometimes men will go out just randomly and buy flowers. That's fine. I know women love flowers. I haven't received many bouquets of flowers in my life at all. Maybe a few times here or there. Um, You know, but things that like, like for instance, I love my coffee mugs. Like I'm a huge coffee fanatic and I love my mugs. I love the cute mugs. I love the mugs with the sayings on it. Mugs from like different places where I travel. I love my mugs. Now, if a man out there knows that I like my mugs and if he decides to go out of his way and go buy me a mug from Target or whatever and bring it home like it's going to show that he is paying attention he's paying attention to what you like or to what you've talked about or what interests you or what makes you happy um number four is acts of service Um, This language includes anything you do to ease the burden of responsibility, like vacuuming the floors, going grocery shopping, or sending thank you notes. Um, If you're stumped as to what your partner needs, just ask your partner to give you ideas for things they like you to do that would make their life easier and make a schedule to get them done. You know, um, simple things like making breakfast in bed or walking the dog demonstrate you care about your partner and your life together. Um, it says you want to make your home or relationship more livable and you want to see, you want to ease your partner's burden. So like, I know a lot of, usually women get burdened with a lot of the household chores, but you know, Um, men, if you listen, if for instance, your wife or your girlfriend is a stay at home mom, I mean, yeah, sometimes the house isn't going to be cleaned, you know, because you know, they're taking care of your kids. Um, you know, come home, make dinner, you know, vacuum, do laundry, you know, mow the grass, um, you know, organize, take the dog out for, you know, do an act of service. Maybe change the baby's diaper. Maybe when you get home, take, take over that, that parental, um, uh, chore, you know, and have your wife or your girlfriend take a bubble bath, read a book and do some self-care for her and vice versa. Men, if you're a stay at home dad, women, if you're listening and your partner is a stay at home dad, you know, do that same thing for, for him. Um, number five is physical touch. People who speak this love language thrive on any type of physical touch, hand holding, hugs, pats on the back. I don't know who the hell likes a pat on the back, but you know, whatever. Um, be intentional about finding ways to express your love using physical touch. You know, that's touching their arm or hand during a conversation, offer to give a neck or back rub, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, Physical touch is the most direct way to communicate love. As long as it's done in an atmosphere which is loving and not oppressive, physical touch can be the most effective of the love languages. It calms, heals, and reassures. Um, you know, the bottom line for these five, lung- five love languages is not everyone expresses their love in the same way. So being aware of the different love languages can help you understand your relationship and your partner better. Um... I think for me, my my top three are words of affirmation, quality time, 
And it's a toss-up between acts of service and physical touch. I think it's going to be acts of service because I'm not one who really likes to be physically touched. Well, I don't mind holding hands and hugging and stuff like that. But, like, I don't want to be touched all the time. You know, I don't want my ass smacked all the time. I don't want to have my partner's hand always on me. Because to me, that seems possessive. Some, some women think it's really cute. To me, it's possessive. It's obsessive. I don't like it. And that might just be from past trauma. Um, I think that's where that, that stems from. But for me, I like physical touch. But I don't know if it's going to be one of my top love languages. Now, like I said, um, it's great if your partner has the same top three as you. But... It can also kind of be a downside because you want to kind of switch it up a little bit. Um, And your top three love languages can change based as you grow older, based as what you, you know, you try trial and error. Maybe, you know, getting getting words of affirmation too much all the time can be overbearing. So maybe you won't like that, you know, maybe too much quality time. I believe that you know, you should have equal time away from your partner with your partner. I don't think you should work together and then go home and live together. I think you need to have that separation time and time to go out with your friends and he goes out with his his friends. I don't think always being together is healthy. That is just me and my opinion. I know couples who are together all the time. I mean, all the time and they love it, but I would kind of get sick of my partner. I need my me time. I need my independence. I need my time. Um, Now, sometimes, you know, there's always some downsides to these. Receiving too many gifts. Sometimes for women, we perceive that if a man comes home every day with a gift, we perceive that he's done something wrong. Because usually when a man does something wrong, it's been shown that he does come home with gifts like flowers or some other bullshit. You know, and that, you know, but we can't think like that. We can't put our past relationship onto our future or present relationships. You know, for instance, you know, your ex-boyfriend could come home three times a week with a bouquet of flowers every week. And then you find out he's only doing that because he cheated. Okay. You can't take that you can't take those acts of service with that negativity into your future relationship because if your present boyfriend or husband does that to you now and it may not be every time a bouquet of flowers it may be flowers it may be a box of chocolates it may be I don't know it could be anything whatever you're into um whatever the guy decides a teddy bear I mean I don't know the cheesy shit um that may not necessarily mean he's cheating or doing anything wrong. It just means that he, you know, it's just, he's just one of those men that like, you know, he gets pleasure from giving his partner gifts from, you know, giving his partner things that he knows that he or she likes. Um, you know, so yeah, these five lung lie. Oh my God. These five love languages are positive, but they could also have some negative um, aspects as well. So it's just really good to keep that in mind. Um, I want to go back to the dating apps. Now, you know, obviously Tinder's the big one. And then you have Bumble, you have Hinge, you have Match, 
you know um yes you could pay for these apps if you want to get to like dive dive deep and and get really picky with your with your preferences it's up to you but just be careful on these apps you know the guys that post things that you know like pictures of them shirtless all the time or at the gym all the time well we kind of know how those men are okay they're like they're narcissistic they have a big ego you know they're players not saying all of them are but a majority is um you know or you have those guys that in every picture they have pictures of them shooting guns like for me that's a turn off like cool you like to do that but you need to have like 10 pictures of you you know um if they don't show their face if they don't show any pictures of them with friends or family members or out doing things they they just have they they post the same selfie i've noticed that where they post the same selfie or you know i mean it's 2020 the pictures we take are pretty fucking good quality if they're shitty quality pictures then you know that they're they don't look like that they've changed in their appearance dramatically somehow or they're a catfish or they're a scammer um be aware of um, the distance. Some people lie about where they live. Now, some people are all for long distance relationships, but to me, I don't understand how those work because that would create a lot of trust issues. For me, I need to have my, I need consistency. I need to be able to see my partner once a week or once every two weeks. I need to have consistency. I can't just see somebody willy nilly for a weekend and then go eight months without seeing them. No, thank you. I don't want to waste my time. Now, I know many people have had successful long-distance relationships where they now have come together and they live together. Fantastic. Fantastic. But the success rate is much lower than if you live within the same city or same like hour to two-hour distance. Um, you know, try and try. If your gut is women, if your gut your intuition is telling you by talking with this person and you can tell right off the fucking bat that something is not adding up here. You're feeling something for a particular reason. You may not know it yet, but you don't want to find out. You run, you run, you get away from the situation. Like I said, it could be a bad conversation. Um, it could just be, you know, the, the conversation starts out innocent and then five texts later, you know, they're asking you for certain things. No man should be asking you for fucking shit. They should just be asking you questions to find out about you. No, oh, come to my hotel room. I'm only here for the weekend. Don't fucking go to that hotel room. Don't fucking go. Oh, send me a nude. Don't fucking send them a fucking nude because I can guarantee you that's what they do with every match. And for the women who are fucking dumb enough to do it, and I am prob- and I am one of those women, not now, but a while back, I was one of those dumbass women that fucking did that. And then you never hear from those men again. You know they have their albums full of different women's body parts. And that's fucking creepy. That is creepy. No matter what age you are, unless you're in a relationship with that man and you've been in that relationship for a year or more, that is fine. That's a whole different scenario. That's a different situation. When you're first talking to somebody, because there's a difference of dating and being in a relationship. 
huge fucking difference. And I think what society doesn't understand is they think when you're dating somebody, it means you're in a relationship. No, 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 no. You're dating somebody to get to know them. When you're at a good point of where you think you know them well enough to get into a relationship, that is when you get in a relationship. And don't forget women and men. Our generation dates to fuck. They don't date to marry. I date to potentially marry, have kids, and settle down with them. I don't date to fuck. You don't do that. You know? Just bad, bad situations. So, please, a reminder. When you are on these dating apps, when you are meeting somebody for the first time, also a little tip. When you decide after a three to four day conversation that you want to meet up with somebody arrive about 20 minutes early to that location know your surroundings know your exits go in sit down get comfortable and have the man come in and find you always get there first tell a best friend or somebody your location even share your location never ever get in a car with a man you meet them fucking there You never go to their house on the first night unless you've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks and you feel comfortable. You know, sometimes that happens. There's nothing against that. But just be careful. Always share your location or tell somebody your location. And when you're with that and when you're with that somebody, just send a text. Try to send a text if you can to whoever you sent that location to and just be like, I'm good. It's going well. I'm fine. You know, and then just be like, if you don't hear from me by this time, send me a fucking text or call me. You know, women, we have to take precaution. We have to be smart about this. Unfortunately, it's just the way society is. It's the way we have to be until we can change society, until we can change the way that we think and other people think. But until then, have fun and remember to be safe.